This is where the fun begins. General Kenobi! <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to episode 61 of Jedi Knights, the official Star Wars podcast of Joy Clicks. I'm your host, Christian Buckley, joined by my Chewie this week, and always, Mike Connors. All, forever and always. I, I actually just told Christian that I love him uh, in private, and I'll just do it here. Okay. So, yeah, there we go. Forever and always, I'll be your Chewie. Well, Mike, I love you too. Oh, thanks. It's just a love podcast here. Absolutely. How are you, Christian? Doing pretty good. Uh, great week for Star Wars in terms of content and some news. Mike, I know you can't see me right now, but I am, in fact, wearing a Boba Fett t-shirt with oh, pride great. today. You should be really you should be uh i i once i once said some pretty negative things about boba fett but uh you'll never again hear me say any of those things yeah and we of course will get to that because big yes. big week for star wars this week's mandalorian we're gonna dive into it you know critically talk Dissect. about it in the most unbiased way possible <laughs> this is like the most biased show ever christian oh i know like... i know <laughs> also if people are wondering why i have a uh a... For, for the viewers not just the audio listeners well, i have a little blanket here it's because i'm cold so yeah it's winter time in <laughs> it's winter time. the northern regions um but we're gonna of course get to that we're gonna talk mando monday there's a lot of higher public news this week there's a lot of disney plus star wars news there's a lot of news um but we're gonna keep the show off the way we normally do with the jedi archives where every week mike and i go to the sacred texts of wikipedia Pull a piece of information, lore, legends, canon, what have you, educate each other's and the audience on a new piece of Star Wars lore. So, Mike, True that. what'd you pull this week? So, I, I picked a uh, classic character from the Star Wars universe. I'm sure we're all familiar with him. Uh, you, you may know him as the Lego minifigure that has one of the weirdest heads, uh, a Force-sensitive Syrian male kiati mundi oh uh, the droid attack yeah. on the wookies <laughs> yes i picked him i picked kiati mundi uh so yeah he was um a jedi master and member of the jedi high council as we all know during the last years of the galactic uh, republic he became a general in the grand army of the republic and he died um during order 66 very sadly on my Jito. Mm -hmm. uh so yeah he's a great character uh I think I have probably had multiple action action figures of him. He's one of those like bat like side like secondary characters that mm -hmm. like was meme to death. Yeah. Um. But yeah, gotta love him. Yeah, Kiati Mundi. I remember. Uh, he was playable in Battlefront Two, I believe. Um, oh, the original. Really? Yeah. And no, you're right. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, I think I don't fully remember the campaign of the OG Battlefront Two, but I I'm almost positive that there is. His death on my Geo is a mission. I think that's a mission in the game. Wonderful. Um, he's he's a, he's definitely like one of the top members of the High Council for me. Oh, absolutely. Um, for me, my personal favorite, I think, on the the tertiary characters of the Jedi Council, it is absolutely Plo Koon if he counts, because I know okay. Rebels really. Sorry, not Rebels. I know Clone Wars really dives into him a little more, but man, I always love Plo Koon. I'm pretty sure he's on the Council, right? I think so, yeah. I just mean, like, they I feel like Plo Koon, at least in what we saw of Clone Wars, he got a little more attention than Kiati Mundi, sure. so. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, he found Ahsoka, Plo. Yeah, legend. Uh, well, similar, similar to you, I chose something tied to, to the Jedi Temple. 
uh, specifically the Jedi Temple Guard. Ah, so, with with the yellow lightsabers, those ones. Yes, the Jedi Temple Guard was a security force maintained by the Jedi Order and tasked with the protection of the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Uh, an ancient and honored tradition in Jedi history, the Jedi Guards were Jedi Knights pulled from the ranks to become anonymous sentinels as part of their lifelong commitment to the Order. Concealed within formal robes and a mask, the life of a guardian was a higher calling that demanded absolute emotional detachment. Wow. Um, yeah so like what you said mike they have yellow bladed lightsaber pikes so double bladed lightsabers not specifically sabers but um okay but they're pikes yes they debuted in <clears throat> the clone wars they were you know operating before the battle of yavin uh 19 bby is the date they were dissolved of course i believe 19 bby is when the jedi were dissolved but <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, no, it's really interesting. Um, I guess they they basically just pull Jedi from from the ranks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find that I find that cool. Like basically, doesn't matter. It says here, like, uh, you know, for, for, apparently there's this quote at the top. It says it is a sacred duty to which any Jedi Knight or Master may be summoned. So it doesn't really sound like you have a choice to be one of these. Imagine if Anakin was sent. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a nightmare imagine if mace windu was like oh you want to be uh uh, devoted to the order go be one of these it's your calling yeah (coughs) sorry another thing about uh the jedi temple guard Mm -hmm. the grand the grand inquisitor was was a jedi temple guard that is interesting yeah um yeah i i'm still not fully through rebels but uh that's cool like, that's never i don't think that's ever said in rebels oh interesting okay i think it's one of those like uh it's just one of those like comic book things sure well neat uh that does it for the jedi archives for the week as always it's very fun oh but totally now we got to talk about some news now mike i've laid out a roadmap <laughs> for today to cover everything yeah there's a lot to, there's a lot to, to go up mm-hmm. so there's a method and a means behind the order of everything today the first order is about this uh these these new disney plus shows right this year we've talked a lot about cassian we've talked a lot about kenobi and thanks to some recent quotes some reports of things we know one cassian's already being shot right now and kenobi is about to start principal photography at the beginning of the new year um recently during an interview that's that's big yeah it's it's very different compared to what we knew ahead of time um recently on an appearance on jimmy kimmel live diego luna the actor who portrays cassian in the star wars universe confirmed that production is now ongoing in london for cassian uh this started so maybe we see this next year i don't know i don't know how long post-production is going to be but that's wild Yeah, well, I guess it just confirms our suspicions. Like, what are they going to do with, like, the COVID pandemic and everything? Like, how is that going to affect their production schedule? Mm-hmm. And it does seem like it did for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you know, they're they're doing it. Yeah, they are. And <laughs> they're, really, they're really doing it. Like, it's interesting because, again, something we've touched on in recent weeks, I don't know what the plan is for 2021 Star Wars. There are some other things this week that might give us some inklings towards that yeah. but 
man, imagine if we get Cassian, Mando Season 3, and a bunch of other stuff. Like, that's a lot of content next year, you know? Yeah, no, it would be a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're filming that. There's They're filming the Cassian stuff in London. Currently, um, yes, that is where they are shooting Cassian. <clears throat> um, you'd assume... I don't know if they shoot Mandalorian in London, but I, I know, know Star Wars typically uses whatever that notable studio is in london you know i think harry potter used it too but yes pine pinewood i think pinewood yes thank you uh but paired alongside cassian is the other disney plus star wars series we've touched on to great extent this year is kenobi oh yes (laughs) now mike you and i are both from massachusetts well yeah kind of well kind of sure why not adopted home sure after the last week, there was some great, exciting news via Boston.com, where Boston.com <laughs> reported that Kenobi... Oh, and Mass Live. Don't oh, and Mass Live. It. Don't forget about Mass Live. Reported. We, we, all, we all love Mass Live. The Star Wars Disney Plus series, Kenobi, would begin shooting January 4th in Boston, Massachusetts, to which you, myself friend of the show jack martin we're all freaking out you're like hey how do we become extras what do we have to do yeah um today i wanted to be a, a stormtrooper man yeah i wanted to be on tatooine i wanted to be just in the canteen there or something yeah totally and like honestly i think i i told you this before i want to get a tattoo of obi-wan's lightsaber right yeah you've had yeah i've told me that not very long i'm thinking like maybe like three to four inches you know upper forearm on the inside and i kid you not if i had the chance to be an extra i would ask for you and mcgregor to sign as kenobi and then i would include that into the design of the tattoo that would be great yeah you would have to mm-hmm. what no what were you gonna say oh i was just gonna say that you would have that, that you'd have to meet him though Oh, I know, but the thing is, if he's shooting in Boston, Massachusetts, I'm on the same set as him. I can be like, sir, very big fan. Thank you for inspiring me. <laughs> Thank you for your service, yeah, Mr. Kenobi. <laughs> but uh, guess what I yeah. can't do? You can't do that, Christian. No, because they're going to be shooting in Boston, I believe, in the UK. I, I said Europe in the doc. I forget where it was. There was a clarification. Yeah. Um, Boston.com was like, hey... Uh, we were reporting based on a film and television industry alliance report that said they are shooting January 4th in Boston, but for some reason there's a second Boston in the world. I, I Well, you'd have to think that this Boston, Massachusetts was probably named after another Boston, right? I mean, maybe. Like, why not New Boston? We got New Hampshire. We got... Yeah, true, true. Newport, Newport. you know? <laughs> like, Newport. Yeah. Uh, that's that's funny actually that yeah. people like totally just got like duped mm-hmm. uh, about how you know it's not gonna actually be in Boston, Massachusetts, which is sad because that would have been a cool little fact. Yeah, uh, like I was I was thinking like, are we just gonna get like a you know like the Departed Kenobi crossover or something yeah. like that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because it's funny though because when you do think about it it's like okay realistically why it's probably they'd want to use a studio in boston because just of travel yeah right because like i obviously they're not going to go to like boston harbor and like <laughs> shoot there <laughs> yeah, you know shoot at boston harbor yeah um thankfully though we did get a ton of great memes out of it 
you know there the twitter was going crazy with like throwing boston accents on star wars quotes and stuff like that it was charming uh sadly that's not a reality we can live in but what's exciting about this is that prior to what ewan mcgregor said yeah about shooting kenobi in march they're starting in january wow so so we could see maybe cassian and kenobi both yeah. of them at the same time. like i i think that's wishful thinking because to me i think it would make more sense to spread out your shows a little bit you know i mean that's true i, mm-hmm. I guess i guess maybe not uh going back to the boston thing real quick yeah bill burr bill burr is in the mandalorian and he's got a boston accent mm-hmm. so i'm thinking maybe boston is canon because of bill burr anyways we'll see we'll see if uh, we get any revelations next week <laughs> i guess so but yeah uh you're probably right it's not going to come out in the same year or anything like that that was just wishful thinking on my mm-hmm. part like I, I there's absolutely a reality where that could happen since yeah. it is shooting in january you know like two months ahead of time by march there's a, a chance shooting is done probably maybe by the end of march you know um i mean that's how they turned around the mandalorian if you think about it right they were they, they finished shooting in march yeah so i don't know i i think the the odds are more likely now that we will see something from kenobi next year um because you and i speculated like hey maybe we get a trailer around christmas time uh but i think now it's i would bet on getting a trailer next year i think you're probably right this is really exciting i think we're gonna get film footage from both the cassian and kenobi show we'll probably get the cassian show i think yeah i would i would assume because you know like think about mandalorian season two they were shooting the end of 2019 and we have it now you know so so true um in that vein though there's a a recent report that came out this past week via the verge about the effects of the mandalorian season one and two on other disney plus star wars content because i think we talked about it a little bit last year and we were sort of a byproduct of this after season one of the mandalorian there's a huge spike in interest and streams of the clone wars Mm, yeah there was a second spike leading up to season seven of clone wars that was us yes that was us we were part of that group (laughs) yeah just fully that was us yes uh so the verge is reporting a third spike that was observed via reports of, I believe, Parrot Analytics. They look at like streaming services. They report on Netflix streams a lot. Um, during season two, during the season two premiere of The Mandalorian, um, the Clone Wars achieved a level of demand from U.S. audiences that is many factors greater than anything it has experienced before. And they also went on to note that since the premiere of Mando season one last year interest in streams of clone wars have grown four times what they were ahead of time that is interesting yeah i i hope i wish that they actually gave out like raw numbers you know mm. yeah that would be that would be really interesting mm-hmm. uh also thrown in here was also that rebels is also seeing seeing a bump as well um after like the ahsoka episode the references of thrawn uh search you know google trends for thrawn and true, star true. wars rebels have also been exponential after the ahsoka episode but i think that just goes to show how smart disney and filoni have been with this season of the mandalorian with disney plus 
For sure, man. I saw a really funny meme on Twitter. Mm. Uh, it, I think I may have sent it to you. Uh, it was the Trojan horse one. Yeah, explain it to the audience. <laughs> it was um, Dave Filoni bringing in a Trojan horse, mm-hmm. right? And to to well, it was it was the scene of like you know them bringing in the Trojan horse to the city, but the person pulling the Trojan horse and presenting it to the city was Dave Filoni. The Trojan horse outside said Mandalorian season two. The castle said like Star Wars fans, and inside the Trojan horse was. Uh, a rebel sequel <laughs> which is really funny mm-hmm. uh anyways yeah just so, explaining jokes here mm-hmm. i mean you're not wrong you know the memes are right in this case mm-hmm. um also fellow star wars podcasts cantina conversations uh, i know will beeman uh the host is like dead set on believing that season three of mandalorian is going to be the rebel sequel like it's not going to be its own standalone show oh uh, yeah so i, I, I could see, see that. Yeah, i, mean, I, I see that. the only the only quarrel, quarrel the only quarrel i have with that is that i feel like it would just be too much of a marketing opportunity for them to make like two shows you know? oh exactly yeah and it's funny you say that mike because as of recording this monday uh december god 7th a date um, that will live in infamy why why you know it's the paul it's the pearl harbor uh anniversary date oh you think i remember that <laughs> i'm just saying what fdr said and All it's right. infamy never mind see this is you're the smarter one you're the you're the you're the seasoned one right um this week this thursday specifically on december 10th disney's gonna be having an investor meeting uh deadline is reporting that this thursday december 10th disney will announce its upcoming slate uh well the studio will solidify what deadline has revealed recently a few like things about like a Pinocchio movie, a Peter Pan movie. The studio will also be announcing new projects from Marvel, Lucasfilm, and Pixar that will encompass TV as well as theatrical. So, this Thursday, honestly, there could be nothing that comes out of this Thursday because we've seen investor reports in the 60-whatever episodes we've been doing of this show. Sometimes they're nothing. Yeah. This, though, with all the rumblings of a rebel sequel series an ahsoka series a boba fett miniseries there's a lot swirling that could show up you know because like what other star wars lucasfilm projects would make sense to announce at an investor meeting like the next movie maybe like what do you think of this i i don't know i think probably tv i think tv is probably the most we're gonna see from this i think that when they talk about like what new things from Marvel, Lucasfilm, and Pixar, that will be TV and theater. I would assume that maybe like a new Pixar movie, right, mm-hmm. or something sure. like that. Um, perhaps like I, I'm not really super familiar with the like Marvel universe in any way, mm-hmm. really. So I don't know where they are in terms of like releasing movies. But like, do you do you think that they? Yeah, like of course they could they could release a marvel movie but would it would it make sense like is there anything lined up already well i think about a year ago they announced their entire lineup for what they're calling phase four so like the next like year and a half's worth of shows and movies oh okay so i'm like i'm wondering if they'll be announcing updates on things uh new disney plus series i don't know but I think there's a bigger question when it comes to Lucasfilm because 
we know mando like we know confirmed shows kenobi mando season three um there is also the netflix series that's being run by the woman who worked on russian doll for netflix Mm -hmm. i don't remember if that's been officially announced or not but um we know of a handful of things right we know bad batch so the question i think is what would a lucasfilm announcement this thursday look like i mean you also have to think maybe maybe this isn't star wars like lucasfilm also has indiana jones fair point and i I know that there's been like some rumblings about another indiana jones movie Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm pretty sure that that's like been heavily reported on so it's possible like i I don't know i'm just saying that there are other options than like star wars but i think if what we're going to see come out of that i'd probably think like disney plus series i don't know what they would be Mm um you know i don't know if it would be stuff that they've already released if they're just going to be give more information like you said i have no idea Mm -hmm. um it could be that we see nothing come from this i don't know (laughs) well one potential is apparently a new animated series Hmm. that may be set during the high republic yeah how would you feel about that mike i would feel great about that but here's the thing mm-hmm. they're already going back on their on their uh, <laughs> oh this is just a books thing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i it makes me th- it makes me wonder if they would do that so soon sure right mm-hmm. well like, do you like do you think they would i don't know but what we do know is that jordan mason who has reported on star wars extensively uh over the last few years and has gotten a fair amount of things right um has been saying a lot about the future of Star Wars and Disney Plus, Star Wars The High Republic, via an article he wrote that I will quote right now. Over the last couple days, I've heard from a handful of sources that three new animated series are currently in various stages of development, one of which would be set during the High Republic era. This January, Lucasfilm and Disney are kicking off a new publishing initiative that ushers in a brand new unexplored period of time in Star Wars. Despite being initially announced as a publishing project, I'd heard even last year that it was being considered as a multimedia project that would span other mediums as well. It's already popped up in VR, and this actually isn't the first time I've heard the higher public mentioned in terms of a TV show. I had heard whispers of a potential live action series happening as well, but I'm not sure if that's still in the cards or some wires got crossed and it was always about an animated project. So Interesting. That's really interesting because I was I was under the impression when they said it was initially announced as a publishing project. Number one, that's the most vague thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Like in retrospect, yeah, you can number, publish anything. I publish this podcast yeah. every week. <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. Like you could publish a TV show. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I just like I think everybody was under the impression that it could be like, uh, you know, just just something that that is mostly books and comics and that kind of thing and maybe kind of comes into the multimedia thing just a little bit right mm-hmm. like i i i didn't expect it so soon going to like a tv show sure that's the thing i i think i thought that like eventually they would want to capitalize on the world that they built and like do that in a way maybe through like tv or film mm-hmm. uh, i thought that maybe they would at least spend like a few years just doing what they said they would do at first right because i think i was under the same assumption last time we talked about high republic i think when they put out a chunk of the chapters for light of the jedi i think you and i were 
speculating that maybe they ride out the publishing effort for a few years to build some a fan base there and like while that's going on on film they adapt the old republic and then after we get through that era like eight years from now they can be like hey remember those higher public books now they're being a movie so like just to build right. on nostalgia that way but I, I don't know like the idea of launching the high republic and simultaneously launching a tv series set during that era is something that i have some questions about like would dave filoni be involved is my first question <laughs> He's become like the Kevin Feige of uh, yeah. Lucasfilm. Yeah. Like, at least creatively, I'd wonder if yeah. he'd be involved, you know? Because as far as I'm aware, I don't think he really had much to say on Resistance. Um, but, I don't think so. Like, would he be involved with that? Is he also involved in the Bad Batch? Because that's a lot to handle if he's doing that, that, and Mando. Like, would he be involved with the higher public thing? Would the higher public thing be retelling things that are going on in the books? Is it a concurrent thing with book releases and comic releases? Like, I have a lot of questions on that front. I have a lot of questions on that front, too. And I guess one other thing that I am thinking about as you said those things, Christian, is like, they may be talking about, uh, you know, making the, a TV show out of the High Republic, but we just don't know how, like, in what stage of development that's in. It could be really early, right? Sure. Uh, and and we, like it's possible that this is something that is that is like two or three years down the line, mm -hmm. right? Uh, yeah. I don't I don't know though. <laughs> like it would be it would be a huge kick to the face if like this Thursday, uh, um, you know, like Lucasfilm comes out and they're like, "Yep, High Republic TV show, get hyped." Well, like, honestly, I was just going to ask you if you think that is something that might come around because if you remember, I I think. At Comic Con 2018, I want to say that's when they announced season seven of Clone Wars, and we got that this year. So it was a two-year gap, I believe. I can fact check, um, but it was a two-year gap, I think, between the announcement of season seven and the release of it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think leading into this January, <laughs> when we're launching this new era of Star Wars with Light of the Jedi, it might be smart to say, "Hey." The next big sweeping animated series, yes, we're getting Bad Batch, but like the next big one that's new ground is The High Republic, and you can get in on that hype this January with the first book. It would be smart marketing. It really would be. Um, and I think that it's po it's very possible that that's like what they're looking to do. Mm -hmm. Like announce it and just be like, yeah, this is coming down the line. Be aware. If you want to get in on it early, buy our book you know mm -hmm. <laughs> so oh that's that's definitely one thing i just man like i guess i guess they really just duped us if this is true like publishing project really just that is like the most pr speak uh, the biggest the biggest pr speak i've ever heard in my life sure um uh, regardless i'd be hyped <laughs> same <laughs> um we do have a little more about the higher public this week though um in addition to these speculations about a tv series we know that via starwars.com the second novel in the high republic the second as they phrased it adult novel <laughs> is going to be from cabin scott who wrote dooku jedi lost okay. which um i haven't read but i hear is very very good i think jack listened to it 
and yeah um, he did he did listen to it actually he mm-hmm. said it was great yeah so clearly a good writer uh he is penning the second book in the high republic era it is called the rising storm so very interesting i have an excerpt describing some of the pitch about it but i just one thing i guess like dooku jedi lost was like audio only wasn't it at first i think so because in star wars dot com his database they said like oh he wrote the audio of dooku jedi lost or something to that effect so it was phrased weird but yeah i know that's a book because when we were workshopping what the star wars book club was going to be it was like that's the first one of the new <laughs> canon and timeline wise you know sure yeah i guess it's just one thing that i was thinking about sure. uh, one wonder if this next book's gonna have the same thing yeah i'd be curious uh we do know it is hitting july 6th 2021 so about five months after light of the jedi um it is going to build on the heroic jedi and the nefarious nihil that are debuting in charles soul's light of the jedi um in talking about the experience uh scott said writing a star wars novel is always an honor and this has been no different it's a responsibility i never take lightly especially while opening up a new era in star wars storytelling such as the high republic StarWars.com also said that although it's not a direct sequel, Scott says his story will add to the events in Soul's novel, the first in a series of books and comics from Star Wars The Higher Republic. The Rising Storm sees the Nihil taking their region, sorry, their reign of terror to the next level, building on their appearances in Light of the Jedi and beyond. Interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, I'm so hyped for these, Christian. You have no I, idea. I'm, I'm getting more excited, Mike. I, I really am. Because, like, it's a really cool concept you know and they're like the way they're exploring the outer reaches or the unknown regions it's similar to what i wanted episode nine to build towards like i wanted nine to deal with the jedi sith stuff put it to bed and then be like hey what else is out there that we don't know about yeah and that's what higher public is exploring even though it's like it could be exploring things that as of 2020 as star wars fans we know about but like in context these characters are learning about it for the first time um yeah for sure no it's it's very cool i i'm, I'm excited because it's like one of those things that uh you can just like get in on the ground level mm-hmm. and just follow and and just like try not to keep track of it and everything mm-hmm. so uh yeah you like look at like oh the expanded universe and legends and everything all of the all the books and stuff that's so daunting there are like hundreds of them mm-hmm. but we're going to be able to really get in on the ground level with this christian and i'm very excited yeah that aspect of it as well because similar to how it's been great following along mandalorian it was awesome to be there for the end of season seven like yeah this is a like you said it's a new experience and i think if they position this well enough and that's why i'm kind of believing we might see the announcement of this animated series if they make it seem like it is a big deal and this is something you are going to be living in as a Star Wars fan. I think it might incentivize more people to dive in on reading Star Wars. Because I know for how many new fans have been brought on with the sequels, with The Mandalorian, who have caught up with everything since then. A lot of people are saying like, hey, when do I st- where do I start for reading Star Wars? What is the Legends? What is all this stuff? And like you and I were in the same boat. We didn't re- start reading Star Wars until this year, really. 
No, yeah, I really didn't read that much Star Wars before this year. Um, and the Star Wars books do so much to like expand upon the universe. And we've read books about you know taking place between movies that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this, like you said, this is int- this is going to be really cool because it's just going to be something that we've never seen before, mm-hmm. and it's going to be completely novel. Um, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I'll also say because remember, Light of the Jedi was supposed to hit this year. Yeah, it was. Unfortunately, it was supposed to hit in October, I think. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how significant of a delay the Rising Storm got. But if it was always intended to be July sixth, could you imagine if it dropped in October and then the next novel is like <laughs> nine months away? Yeah, that's the thing. I I I would assume that they have a pretty steady schedule lined up. You know, mm-hmm. like. Uh, of, of people who are like currently working on books and like people who are slated to write future books and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would, I would say that like, we'll probably see two or three books from this era a year. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if there's a date on Claudia Gray's book, but I really hope that's next year too. It's very possible. I mean, like the, I feel like the production of like a book is different than like, you know, TV. Well, obviously, but like, mm-hmm. you know, in the sense that like, it, it might take a little bit less time and, production effort <laughs> um and even going further with what you said it is a multi-media to an extent publishing effort because comics like comics could start whenever they announced a bunch of comic series they announced all those like kids books and like ya books and stuff like that so i think there is going to be a steady flow but in terms of like i said the way they're phrasing this as the adult novel i think two to three is probably a safe bet like you said yeah i'd say minimum two yeah um, so before we wrap up high republic though there is a description about uh scott's character that he wrote for this book okay. if you'd like to hear cool. it. totally um yorick is a force sensitive monster hunter with a mysterious past what is that past well that would be telling <laughs> all i'd say is that you don't want to get in her way as Stellan and the others soon realize for themselves. So, nice little excerpt. We got a, a force sensitive monster hunter. That's a cool thing. That is really cool. Um, you know, I, I that are they like humanoid? Do we know? So there is a cover. There's a cover. It's it's three Jedi. Um, I can if you just search the Rising Storm Star it should show up. Yeah, yeah. There are three Jedi. There's a woman okay. in a headdress with like a magenta lightsaber. Uh, one of the bearded men with like the cross guard lightsabers in the center and uh, a very strong willed looking group all together. I'm it's a cool cover. And I think the the shadowy figures in the front, I think they might be the Nihil, Nihil, whatever they're pronounced like. Oh yeah. I'm seeing this right now. That looks really cool. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I kind of like that cover more um yeah it seems like it has a little bit more of a darker tone to it for sure light of the jedi is cool though oh i think the cover is cool man i'm really excited to get these books like hardcover and like start a collection of them and stuff yeah i think i'm gonna be joining you there i did see too i didn't pull this but i did see um charles soul say there's gonna be a special edition for uh light of the jedi so i don't know what that entails but oh i'm totally getting that yeah take my money Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, well, 
Speaking of things to spend money on, it is of course a Mando Monday, so no episode of Jedi Knights would be complete if we did not go over the new merch to buy in the world of Star Wars. Of course. Uh, there's a couple highlights. First up, there is a nerf. You know like Mando's gun, like his rifle? Like his big pulse rifle? The one yeah. that like he can turn electric and stuff? Yeah, the big long one. Yeah, yeah. The one that, yeah. Okay. Yes, uh, you can now buy the nerf Ambin Phase Pulse Blaster. Wow. So that's cool. That is cool. Um, I don't know what scale it is, but it's, it seems neat. There is... Do they shoot, like, big nerf bullets? or? Like, I like... don't know. Like, it looks... It's got a skinny barrel, so I'd assume it's the standard nerf, you know? I see. Okay. There's also, uh, via the Her Universe line owned by Ashley Eckstein, there's some cool new Mandalorian sigil gear. There's, like, a cool sweater or long sleeve. It's, like, um black it looks like the mandalorian crest is like spray painted on it and there's like splatter paint around it that makes it look like stars uh, i like that one there's also from her universe a flannel hoodie with the mando sigil on the back it says this is the way it's pretty cool no that's cool um have you ever bought anything from her line because i've looked at it and there's some really solid stuff on there that i might buy i haven't i can't say that i have i mean i've seen i follow her on instagram so i've seen a lot of her merch and everything mm-hmm. and and her you know line of clothing mm-hmm. and they look really cool i just never have bought anything yeah there's a black friday sale and i almost bought there was this oh. awesome uh you know like the spirit jerseys it's just like a sweater like a crew neck and then on the back it just says yeah. something yeah there was a really cool one it was like a coffee brown mixed with like a dark brown sort of tie-dye on it it looked really cool and it had like a sewn on uh dinjarin helmet on it and then just said this is the way i it was like 30 bucks but they were sold out i was pissed that sucks uh-huh but yeah she that's cool that she was able to sort of like uh turn <laughs> almost turn like her uh relationship with lucasfilm into something like this yeah it's awesome yeah there's also if you want a variety of different pieces of clothing with the same pattern on it me undies Wow. Got a, they got a bunch of child pattern clothing. There's like a hoodie. There's... Not sponsored, by the way. No, there's not. Sorry, we are not, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, there's some onesies. There's some nice bathrooms. Some uh, lounge pants. Very cool. And they're with the child and stuff? Yeah, it's, like, it's a blue background. It looks like, imagine if you went into a Target and you got some child-themed wrapping paper. Ah, okay. It's just his face. Yep, it's blue. It's like a cartoon version of his little body and his face splattered all over the place. Love it. Mm-hmm. And So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. This is not technically part of Mando Monday, but it came to light in the past few days. If you are a fan of Fortnite, you can purchase this season's Battle Pass. Season just started. If you buy the battle pass, I think it's like seven bucks, something like that. You get in Fortnite, Din Djarin, as the immediate purchase. You get him. You could just be him in Fortnite. Yep. 
You can be him. You can shoot Joker in the face with a Uzi if you want to. <laughs> like, wait, Joker's in Fortnite too? Yep, they just added Joker also. Dude, I've been out of the Fortnite like world for such a long time. Has it turned into like chaos? It sounds like it. Man, they also <laughs> they just threw Kratos from God of War in there. All right, what are they doing? And there's a rumor that Master Chief is about to be in the game like next week. If Master Chief is in the game, man, I might have to pick it up again. Yeah. So this is this is why this mm-hmm. is why they do this. Yes, exactly. Um, it's pretty cool. There's a the season is like themed against the outlaws of the universe and a bunch of different realms of like pulling from hunters so that's why dinjarin is the level one you buy him in the battle pass there are best car quests that you can do in game of like hey do this many things you know like daily quests and games yeah that you can do to upgrade to get the best car armor for him which is pretty cool oh so you start off dinjarin mm-hmm. crap armor yeah season one episode to- one interesting and then you have to build your best car Mm -hmm. that's cool actually yeah uh you can also as you progress through the battle pass you can get like a a back bling of baby yoda so he's sitting in his little pod (laughs) and it'll like follow you around just like look around um in the pod in the pod in the pod yep that's crazy you can also get a glider because you know you jump out of the battle bus you glide down that is the razor crest so there's a lot of mando stuff in this battle pass so Star Wars fans, I know they did like a event in the past where you could get a lightsaber in a limited time mode, but like I did that. But yeah, I missed that one. But after this past season, because Jack and I do a Marvel podcast, Excelsior, um, they did an entire Marvel season that ended with a big Marvel event. So while this isn't necessarily a Star Wars season, considering that Mando, Baby Yoda the synergy of this current season of the show with this release i could see a world where the end season event come like february might be star wars themed or something interesting interesting that'd be cool uh i feel like they would get me to play fortnite if that were the case (laughs) yeah so um do you think you're gonna get the the battle pass for mando definitely not uh, I, I might. I'm yeah, thinking I just, about it. I just don't think I. Are you really? Yeah, man. Why not? Go it's like seven it, bucks. You know, if I ever pick up Fortnite for again, it. you know I'm gonna want to just main Dinjarin. Treat yourself, man. Yeah. Treat yourself. Uh, well, uh, one comment. One comment I did want to make about Mando Monday. Mm-hmm. I think I think they become really underwhelming. Just gonna say that. Yeah, I like the first week was super strong i think you know like there were those sneakers all those clothes there was that packaged video that was like 45 minutes long um the skateboards you know there was a lot and as time has gone on it's been a lot fewer things every week you know much less fanfare Uh, obviously when there's a surprise appearance from a character you expect on mando monday there's gonna be something from them I think on that front it's been kind of underwhelming like last week there was an ahsoka like tumblr and an ahsoka poster and that was it yeah we got no Cobb Vanth stuff yeah which is wild that is weird right a little weird yeah so i'm with you i i, I have a feeling that the final mando monday is going to replicate the effect and reach of the original one assuming there's a big reveal in the final episode that they can merchify but i'm sure there is mm-hmm. <laughs> So we'll see. We will. Uh, But I think that does it for news for the week. 
like I said, chunky news week. Chunky, chunky. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Truly, I've never thought there's been a more accurate way to use the term all killer, no filler. It is so true. So accurate, man. Mm -hmm. And let me say, just from the uh, name of the episode alone, (laughs) I saw it. Can I say it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Chapter 14. the tragedy yes and there is no better name yeah uh for what happens in this episode yeah yeah i saw i saw that and i was like this is not gonna be good (laughs) i know um (laughs) as we kind of expected this was the episode that was directed by robert rodriguez um right it's funny i i i tried that uh watch together feature on disney plus for this episode with my girlfriend oh really did it work yeah, it did. It's it's nice. There's no like chat you can do, which I'm kind of thankful for. But you can do like little emojis sometimes to do reactions. There's like six of them. Um, as soon as so, the as soon I'm as sorry. the title came up, I texted her. I was like, "Oh god, oh fuck!" Like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was legit, worried. Legit. Uh, wait, one question about the watch together thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't you can't communicate with each other. No, but like we were texting a couple reactions. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Of course, but um. Also, can she watch it if she doesn't have a Disney Plus account? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure because she has just, one. So. Just thoughts. Yeah. Um, like I said, this episode was directed by Robert Rodriguez, who is notable for the Machete series as well as Spy Kids. Yep. Yep. Love Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. I was like kind of hoping that Machete would show up mm-hmm. in any... Uh, Star Wars Robert Rodriguez content and um, I guess we got something that just a bit better yeah <laughs> hey you know what uh, I, I was actually reading something earlier I didn't get to finish it but apparently Robert Rodriguez was a sub in director for this season like he wasn't originally oh. supposed to be a director really yeah so I think I thought he, he did a wonderful job yeah he killed it so if he comes back next season I want him to bring his boy I want Danny Trejo in season three no legit yeah like, dude like i like i do want that yeah i'm 100%. I, I want him to be i want him to be playing like a character kind of like machete yeah dude like i i want i think i was talking to jack about this like i i want him to actually show up with a space machete and i want it to be like dryden voss's like laser oh, bare yeah. knuckles you know yeah do that. Just get like a vibro machete or something. <laughs> like that'd be so cool. Man. He'd be a great Star Wars character. Yeah, he'd be so good. He'd be a great bounty hunter. Like, he come on. Be. Um, <laughs> so many possibilities. Yeah. So, why don't we just run through the episode because it is a th- brief thirty-two minutes. Yeah, it's the shortest one. Mm-hmm. Um, it opens up with Din and Grogu going to Tython and landing on Tython. So, I. <laughs> threw me off i did not expect that was going to be this episode i thought it, i thought it would take them way longer to get there yeah i thought i thought they were going to spend an episode like finding their way there me too but like nah we kick things off he's like hey there's tython let's land <laughs> like, just skip to it straight to it yeah i love um, it Why? i did love the beginning of the episode too uh it was very yeah. very charming uh they're in the cockpit and Grogu's just sitting there playing with a the little the ball and he Din looks over and he's like, Grogu, 
and he reacts and he's like heh and he does it again and he's like heh it's very they, there's a yeah there are a lot of like little um mando and baby yoda uh like interactions in the razor crest mm-hmm. this season which i really like mm-hmm. you know the one with grogu uh wiring <laughs> mm-hmm. was fun. yeah so th- that was very cute um i liked too that he was sort of testing him again like he had him he took the little ball from him and he had him take it back with the forest and he was like oh hell yeah dude <laughs> yeah basically dang ferrick yeah it's, it's very i like the relationship a lot i like that it's being a little more casual now and not as like it's my job i'm your chauffeur you know they're like they're buddies i like that he calls him buddy too he's been doing that the last few episodes yeah no it's really funny i it's one of those things though that like he starts to he starts to call him that and like you can see how they kind of get like this connection sort of going mm-hmm. especially in the beginning of this episode mm-hmm. which sort of foreshadows all the horrible things that are about to happen <laughs> exactly because we land on tython we find the the sitting meditation point you know it's like this very ancient looking area uh, an orb in the center he places grogu on it to sit and commune reach out in the force looks jedi to me it, it does and nothing's really happening all of a sudden the slave one shows up <laughs> and dude that was yeah. so wild i, uh-huh. I was like what <laughs> listen i'm not even a huge boba fett guy but like I was screaming in this episode. Like, I was actually visibly, audibly making sounds and saying things. Because it was just... I think the way it was revealed was really solid. Just, like, realizing, putting everything together in my head as we were going was really fun. But, um... Slave One lands. Din's like, ah, crap, kid, we gotta go. He turns around, but, oh, oh no. Baby Yoda's communing with the Force. He he tapped in, dude. Yeah, he did. I'm sure you saw the memes of him sitting on the stone like meditating and it's like what song is he listening to oh no i didn't see that that's funny yeah i I thought it was very funny um my pick was everybody wants to rule the world by tears for fears oh okay yeah do you have do you have a guess uh what what was baby yoda listening to what was he vibing to uh africa by toto solid pick yeah so there's like a force field around him he can't really do anything so din runs down face off with tamar morrison he's back it's totally boba fett back. it's boba fett and from there on everything spirals because like there's the showdown it's like hey i want the armor you want to keep the kids safe um what's your name i'm like i mean that one's character uh fennec shand fennec shand is back it was boba fett in season one it was boba fett in season one so boba fett did show up in season one after all exactly um and like there's a mutual agreement that goes on he's like hey you help me i won't kill you uh then the empire shows up and it just all spirals there but that's pretty much the story of the episode we can get to the ending later but like what'd you think let's talk about Uh, it yeah so like we said um you know the slave one shows up and that is like the biggest hype moment of all time Mm -hmm. um and Mando and Boba Fett seem to team up. Yeah. Uh, which is really interesting. And we learn a lot about 
uh, Boba, and more specifically Jango Fett mm-hmm. um, later on in the episode. But um, you know, it's all stuff. It's all it's all relevant stuff. I, I really liked seeing Boba Fett just like on screen again, and mm-hmm. he, you know, for lack of a better word, kicks ass. Oh, absolutely. He really does. He totally does. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, it's it. I'm glad fennec shan is back because like i like Mina one a lot and she was yeah. done dirty in season one and i love that they're just like oh she's a cyborg now that's why she's alive <laughs> she's got like the luke the luke breaths prosthetics almost yeah but for the abs it's very it's very yeah. neat um, very cool yeah so like just like where to even begin honestly i think we got to start with tomorrow Morrison because i when we talked about attack of the clones in our review series last year I think I asked you what you thought of Django Fett, and then you said, I think he's just as boring as his son. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I am with you where I never got the Boba Fett hype. Yeah, he looks cool, but he has, he's literally, he's done nothing. He's done nothing. I mean, up until this point. Yes, of course. Like, I held the belief that I I thought Django Fett was cooler, because he actually did something. He fought a Jedi, like, he did something, you know? Yeah, he. I, I can see it in retrospect. Maybe that was a wrong opinion of mine. Django Fett at the time was way cooler than Boba Fett. Yeah, but I, I do think this episode makes me really like Boba Fett because I get to see Tamar Morrison sort of, again, like, he's done so much in this saga where he's been Django Fett, he's been the clones, and now he gets to truly be Boba Fett, not just dub over the original trilogy, you know? like. Oh, yeah. There's only so much you can do there, but like this episode, I was like, oh, now people can be warranted in loving Boba Fett aside from him just looking cool. Because not only does he look cool to me, I think I love the mix of like the robes and the, like the patched up armor that he gets on at the episode. It looks sick. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, this was like this was a big thing. Like in Legends and everything, Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit, and he was like a pretty huge character. Mm-hmm like post return of the jedi in legends so for a while it was like are is disney gonna like pick this up again right like and yeah it seems like that they're going down the uh boba fett sarlacc bit here yeah so that's that's exciting and i think tomorrow morrison's presence like it reminded me of logan in a way of like <laughs> there's all the scars on his face kind Which, of you do you think those come from (laughs) honestly the starlock pit yeah me too but yeah i just really loved the way he carried himself for the character i loved how like he wasn't being like a i'm too cool to be here like how boba fett always seemed you know like i just really liked his presence and i like the take on the character i like that he wasn't just like the bad guy because if you think about it again it's always a certain point of view you know in the original trilogy I don't know if he was ever a bad guy. He was just like, oh, I'm a bounty hunter. So I am going where the money's going the same way Din Djarin is, you know? Yeah, totally. You can't say that he's bad or good. He's just Mm -hmm. out for his own self-interest, really. Exactly. And that's why I was really into it because it's like, oh, he's doing, he has no, nothing to gain out of this outside of the armor. And the fact that he was agreeing to work with Din, the fact that in the end of the episode, he's holding up his bargain in like a a way that was not the intent of the deal 
it, it really is painting Boba Fett in a way of like, oh, this guy has morals at least. He, he has his own code, you know? And <clears throat> they did so much to characterize Boba Fett in less than 30 minutes than has ever been done. And they won me over. Oh, totally. I mean, just the fact that he made a promise and so far is keeping with it, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe he turns on him. I don't know. But um, yeah, that's like huge for a character. To, to do that and and huge for boba fett because like you said we've always thought him to be that like mercenary who didn't let that lawless mercenary mm-hmm. um but yeah he has his own morals i was listening to a youtuber uh, i think it was eckhart's ladder who was talking a little bit about the legends boba fett and apparently like boba fett in that was like super weird apparently he was like celibate and like he was like he was he was like morally opposed to like spice running specifically because he okay. didn't believe in drugs weird um so yeah maybe we're gonna get like a super religious and super moralistic like boba fett which would be strange but uh, <clears throat> interesting nonetheless yeah i i thought he did a great job i i really like just <clears throat> seeing him and like awesome success story for him man like he was just he well was yeah Django that's, fett. that's yeah that's what i was gonna bring up like he's like been on social media like hyping up the fact that he was Django fett for a while Mm -hmm. like he's been like trying to get a job doing this again yeah i actually i read through a new york times interview that he did very recently and highly recommend it because there's a lot of insight on his perspective on what it was like being cast in attack of the clones how that really helped his career how he's like ever since disney bought star wars he's like this is gonna be a day it's gonna be a day where i get a phone call i'm just waiting for that day and it's it's a really really good interview i suggest reading the entire thing but um one of the quotes i pulled from the interview was uh the interviewer asking about if he would want to return in the future after this mando season two and he said quote i'm just going to have to wait and see i think a lot of it depends on how things go with this season but I don't really know. I wanted to bring everything I had to that episode and give them a glimmer of what I can offer. There's room for this to go someplace. I hope I'm going to be included. I love it, man. Yeah, I love it. That's great. He really deserves it. He's just like, he's like so great. Like he really embodies the character for me. Mm -hmm. Like the fact, the fact that like he, I have to say like the continuity between all the Star Wars movies is like really impressive Mm -hmm. because, (laughs) because like, you know, we have the same voices in all the clones and like you know he voices them in uh you know empire strikes back and like uh you know he play, plays his dad and like it's just i love i love how they're able to sort of just put everything together like this for sure yeah and we did talk recently on the show there was rumors about a boba fett miniseries um obviously this interview he doesn't make reference to that i don't think he would because uh, he's being like oh i don't know we'll see how it goes but like if those rumors about the miniseries are true, which I kind of believe yeah. them, uh, I'm all on board for that after seeing specifically him play the character the way he does and the opportunity that we have to explore this character now. So cool. I love it. For sure. Boba Fett's finally cool again. Yeah. What a world. <laughs> what a world <laughs> oh i'll say this too i've seen a r- absurd again 
man, Star Wars fans, <laughs> I've seen an absurd number of people being like, why has he got a belly? More like Boba Fat. Like, man, shut the hell up. Like, th- listen, I love... <laughs> Don't disrespect them, man. No, Tamar Morrison kicked so much ass in this episode. I'm not even, like... Also, Robert Rodriguez, you have to give him credit for his directing job, but, like, also, I could, like, this episode is, like, as Robert Rodriguez as it can get. I did not expect him to show any shade of it, you know, just because, like, with big IPs like this, you usually have to tone down style, but, like, man, that slow-mo, like, that really, like, aggressive faces that Tomorrow was making, like, oh, yeah, that was a Robert Rodriguez up. Yeah, no, there was, like, this one, there was, like, that one shot of, like, Tamora Morrison, like, dragging the gaffy stick on the ground. <laughs> yeah. That was, like, very Robert Rodriguez. Absolutely. Like, so cool, man. Like, so cool to see that. Yeah, so, like, shut the hell up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> like, just, I thought it was super cool that, like, it was a, a man in his, like, later in life being a badass looking like he should look. It was cool. Oh totally body positivity here absolutely and he could probably beat me up he could beat oh, both he, of us up oh he definitely can beat you up man he's gonna sneak he could sneak up behind you no mm-hmm. problem yeah but was, i think oh sorry i was just gonna add on to just in terms of his fighting prowess um he talked a lot about his uh his culture being from new zealand um in that interview and talking about how he adapted like um some like dances and uh choreographed moves from like his culture into his portrayal and his uses of the gaffy staff and stuff like that again really interesting highly recommend the whole thing but um he brought a lot to this and when where he said i wanted to give them a glimmer of what i could offer i was like man i felt that and you did it you did a great <laughs> job you deserve it you know he, he did a really awesome job and it's cool because we're definitely going to see him in future episodes um mm-hmm. uh one thing is i think he he became like about 10 times cooler when he put on the boba fett armor uh, oh yeah so he, he like he like showed some fools up while he wasn't in his boba fett armor but then he like destroyed them while he was in it so yeah. that was cool uh did you notice that the boba fett armor they used the the knee thing yeah <laughs> yeah that, that was, was cool. cool um I think so the the thing that leads to the team up is there's a mutual agreement he wants his armor back right and then the empire shows up to capture grogu he's like hey i'll help you keep the kids safe you give me the armor um they don't really necessarily shake on it but boba finds the razor crest he gets the armor back and then he comes up and he whoops ass and the empire he takes out so many stormtroopers dude (laughs) like two (laughs) drop ships worth yeah he does and well let's give fennec shan some some oh yeah yeah she really she she's a sharpshoot Mm -hmm. and you know things go south um the stormtroopers are trying to escape we feel like we won they fly off in the transports and honestly mike this was such a solidifying factor for me when boba fett put his targeting thing down he shot his missile and it blew up the top one and it hit the bottom one on its way down and then din was like oh nice job and he's like i was aiming for the other one actually (laughs) like they did it the thing is he messed up you know it's both not just being like i'm too cool like there's a there's a thing there 
that it's lame enough that it makes him actually cool. Yeah, like he's like willing to accept the fact that he didn't do what he intended to do. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. It's humanizing in a way. Absolutely. Um Grogu gets captured, the dark troopers are sent down by Moff Gideon. And uh Yeah. Skip right to it. Yeah. So <laughs> Um Yeah, one one thing oh, they also blow up the Razor Crest. Yeah, dude. I'm glad I didn't Orbit. buy that Lego set. <laughs> dude, I I want the Lego set even more now. Oh, because of rare? It's gonna be rare? Uh, maybe i don't know i just i really like the razor crest <laughs> me too uh but yeah no r.i.p the razor crest man that was sad yeah dude. i felt that i my mouth was like gaping yeah i was so shocked yeah i was like this feels like a final season move you know <laughs> like not like <laughs> definitely not um so dark troopers thoughts uh so like why did they land where they landed and then it took them like five minutes to walk to the center to pick know. up baby <laughs> suspense they're slow they're, they're prototypes still <laughs> no yeah they're cool they're cool um they they just look like um I, I don't know what they look they just look like terminator droids like cross yeah. between a terminator and like a cylon yeah okay you nailed it there you go <laughs> so uh, yeah sad that he was captured though yeah great scene though with uh on Moff Gideon's destroyer flagship, right? Like Grogu's in a prison chamber, and then Gideon opens the door, and then Grogu's using the force to like throw these stormtroopers all around the room. Yeah, um, that was really cool because again, that's sort of like post Grogu sitting on that throne. It's like, oh, is he like actually tapping into the force now? Because like he's been so walled off. That was Ahsoka's whole thing, right? Like, hey, he shut it off because he wanted to hide and survive right but now after like a recharge on that meditation station <laughs> he's good to go you know yeah he definitely got his force powers uh re-energized there mm -hmm. um yeah no he's really nice with the force baby yoda yeah he's um, had training definitely had training um did you i feel like he definitely force choke to those stormtroopers one of them i definitely noticed that i think it was like the last one on the right like it looked like he choked because like the the movement he had and the fact that the stormtroopers like just standing there i was like oh, i think you're doing a little Big dark trip. side stuff totally i think i think it's definitely i mean ahsoka did say that she sensed fear in grogu right so yeah who knows uh, i did think it was funny though <laughs> but boba fett like flies up uh to like follow yeah. the uh dark troopers yeah. in slave one and he's like <laughs> like i think the empire's back yeah like after like murdering 20 stormtroopers he's like oh i think the empire's back so what stood out to me with that whole sequence that was very funny was when he's in slave one and the fanatics like don't blow him up we need the kid he's like copy that i'll do a loose follow <laughs> like yeah it's like 50 feet behind him like that line gave me the same vibes of like it was made fun of in that family guy star wars thing but it's when like i think han's like i know a few maneuvers and he just like <laughs> slightly turns like <laughs> fly casual yeah yeah um another funny thing that like i'm sure there's a lore explanation for it but like putting grogu in handcuffs like what is that gonna do like do they deactivate his force so it actually looked like um uh, the actual handcuffs were 
like energy fields okay. like you know how you know how count dooku uh sort of like strung obi-wan up oh sure episode two um yeah people are speculating that it's the same sort of technology if you look closely it looks like they have like a blue glow nice yeah cool grab um did we miss anything uh after that boba is like hey i'll help you the deal was i give me the armor and i'll make sure the kid's safe he's not safe yet we'll help you until he's safe that's basically it um i mean there there was some some interesting stuff here in terms of solidifying boba fett and Django fett's backstory yeah um so confirmed Django fett was a foundling uh which i guess was in question because of the clone wars um i think it was prime minister almec who said that Django fett wasn't a mandalorian the armor wasn't his which i guess could be recontextualized into um maybe he was looking down on him because he was a foundling right? that was my read yeah uh so that's just interesting that's kind of cool i have to say um so it's cool that like Django fett was mandalorian which means you know boba fett is too yeah it, it's it was very cool uh i think i've seen some discussion online like i've seen a lot of hype for this episode i've seen people say it's the best episode of the show i i i don't think i would agree with that like it was super hype might be the hypest episode but like in terms of like it's it's like an action scene it's a big action scene with like a little bit of lore you know yeah no i i i I really liked it yeah i think it's so far the best of the season yeah i i I still think i might like the first episode a little bit more okay just because i like the Cobb vanth back and forth um fair enough but yeah in terms of just like the visual aspect of it and just like earned fan service it would it it hit everything you know definitely earned um so some people one thing i wanted to bring up sure some people uh did some noticing i guess mm-hmm. some high def noticing and uh there's a scene where man the uh mando is walking down from where grogu is like having his force commune um and in the background you can see like where grogu was sitting mm-hmm. and it looks as though there are two figures there Ooh. so what the what did grogu see while he was on that that stone yeah um i i saw another theory about how there was the like the butterfly that right. I, apparently there is some canon evidence of like butterflies being used in stories about ben solo and vader well, they're actually in the the Charles Soule Darth Vader comics, I think. Mm-hmm. When when Darth Vader, like you know, does his meditation, mm-hmm. sometimes he sees himself as like this vi- like in the comic at least, like his body was manifested as like this violent, like chaotic sort of like dark place, but like floating around him was like these blue butterflies. Yeah, so potentially he reaches out to Anakin or something, maybe through the Force of the Force Ghost, like. I think it's safe to assume that considering there's two episodes left that Grogu is captured, that he did reach out through the Force. Yeah. I think it's fair to assume that the final episode, the cliffhanger of the season, is a Jedi. Like, actually. There has to be. I think one theory that I saw was that 
that second figure it's very it seems very obvious too uh like it definitely looks like something was there mm -hmm. could be luke perhaps um he, we know that he could do that yeah you know so who knows yeah so i i think oh i completely forgot what uh we, we go see car doing again this episode oh yeah right In... <laughs> that was like shoehorned right at the end yeah that feels like i that's why i forgot about it it felt like a like a teaser for next week honestly more than anything like an after credits like oh yeah see you next week um in the most hilarious thing ever i think um we go to navarro again and then din is like oh marshall cardoon and he's, he's like i need i need you to look up a prisoner and it's <laughs> bill burr again for some reason and then he's like i need to break him out and she's like i can't no can do these stars anyway. means or these stripes mean something like oh my god oh <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so well you know it's funny though because she's like because <laughs> all mando has to do is just be like but it's the child <laughs> say no more <laughs> yeah so I, I don't think she's gonna be in the next episode, but I do think like her tip is gonna help uh, Din and Boba and Fennec go get Mayfield, yeah. which um interesting, you know. Like I wonder, like we're probably doing a similar thing to season one where we're putting a crew together to go do the big thing. So big shot gangster putting together a crew. Yeah, exactly. So do you think it's gonna be the three we have now and then Mayfield and that's it? um i don't know i don't think ahsoka's coming back that's yeah. for sure I, i'm starting to think that too i think she's definitely not coming back this season i think it's going to be the three of them may mayfield maybe uh maybe grief Garga too yeah i here's a thought i think obviously we know john carlos Esposito's talked about season three yeah so i don't think we get any resolution with Gideon this season. I do think we're going to do the Beskar Darksaber fight because very importantly, the Beskar spear survived the Razor Crest explosion as well as Baby Yoda's little ball. Yes. Um, so obviously Beskar versus Darksaber, I think is going to happen. So I think so. I think we, I think the best thing that happens is, season is we get grogu back and then i think season three we see bo katan again and it's like hey i think season three is retaking mandalore and getting the dark saber back for bo dude i i forgot about bo katan uh, <laughs> yeah that she was in this season like i i think they would save that to do a, that's the whole story of season three more than she just shows up randomly in the last episode to get the dark saber, you know, especially if Gideon's sticking around. Yeah, I think that that's more that they'll flesh that out more. It's not going to be such a quick resolution to that for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think we're going to get Baby Yoda back. I think the next episode is going to be breaking Mayfield out, mm -hmm. maybe cross with like what's going on with Baby Yoda, right? Yeah. And yeah. then, mm -hmm. yeah, and then the last episode will be them saving Baby Yoda. Yeah, because we do know Gideon called the Doctor in again. So next episode is probably going to be bouncing back and forth between Grogu and the Doctor and uh, Din breaking out Mayfield. Yeah, we, sh we should get some more information about like what they want. Oh, I mean, perhaps mm -hmm. with like Baby Yoda. 
um, which should be which should be cool. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, I guess once again, do you have one way or the other what Jedi is going to show up? Because I'm still thinking it's Luke. I'm going to say Ezra. All right. I'm going to say it's going to be Ezra Bridger. All right. We'll see who's right then. Watch yeah, it be like it, Kyle Katarn. Oh, that would be cool. Uh, watch it be nobody. Watch it there be no Jedi. Yeah. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we will see what happens in the coming two episodes. But uh, I think that wraps up this week's Jedi Knights and the recap of the tragedy. Yeah, it was quite the meaty episode. Yeah, do you think the tragedy earned its name? It certainly did. Yeah, it was a hype tragedy, though, I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Hype. All aboard the hype train, baby. Yeah, so uh, until next week, Mike, where can the listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter, at Mike P. Connors. Very nice. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch, at Chris and Buckley. This show right here is available on YouTube, youtube.com slash joeyclicks. If you want the video version that uploads and premieres on Mondays, It's also available on audio services like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the likes. Uh, 2020's wrapping up, so Spotify sent out their Spotify Wrapped. Podcasters got one too, so shout out to everybody who watches. Had a pretty good year, lots of growth. I know we stopped, we only did like three months of last year, but good growth this year. Shout out to everybody who listens, appreciate it very much. Yeah, thank you so much. I'll say this too. If you can rate or review on your platform of choice, it helps us show out a ton. And if you want to get involved further, patreon.com slash joyclicks. You can support this show and all of our others for a few different tiers and get producer credit like Aaron Easton. So thank you very much. Yes. And until next time, we're fine. Everything's fine. How are you? May the force be with you. Hello there. This is where the fun begins. General Kenobi!